So, good morning again. Today, we would like to bring you on a journey. And the journey is to drive sustainable productivity in cement and in mining. Before I start with the presentation, I would like to give two small informations. After each session, one or two questions are possible. After the total presentation package, we will be all on stage for a Q&A. And second, you will recognize we have no gifts for our visitors and guests um, here in the room, but we have for each and everyone who participates here a tree which will be plant around the world. So more than 100 trees will get planted today in the F.L. Schmidt facilities around the world. So the day looks like as follows. We start with my introduction. As the group CEO, I have the right to yeah, set the scene. Then Lars will come up with the financial performance and showing how we drive financial performance. Then Jan, as the president of Cement, will talk about the cement market and the strategy. Manfred for mining does the same. Then we have a lunch break and going into the digital presentation, what Michael will lead. And then we have the regional perspective. We have one region president here from um, Sub-Sahara Africa Middle East region. And then I make a wrap up and then we have the Q&A. Today is about a journey, what we public and marketing. And the journey actually started close to 140 years ago. We as F.L. Schmidt were an engineering company, predominantly in cement. And today, we transformed over the last few years and actually decades into the leading supplier of productivity in cement and in mining for big projects, for engineered products, for products, and for services. We have a very strong digital foundation and a clear setup for sustainability. And in the future, we will be the productivity and sustainability provider number one in cement and in mining. And we will inform how we will do it, and we will inform why that is important, not only for our financial performance, for our overall performance and especially branding and marketing. When we look into the industries where we act, cement and mining, there is growing wealth. Yes, the markets are very, very volatile, but there is growing wealth. There are more people moving from the third world to the second, from the second to the first world, and that drives consumption of commodities. We have rising population, we have urbanization, and we get more electrified, we get more digital, where the content of the special commodities like copper get relatively higher than in the time before. We have supply trends. We know that our locations of our customers are getting more remote. We see that. We know that the ore grades are falling, and we know it gets significantly more complex to take the ore out of the earth and to make a real commodity, a metal, or the cement out of it. And we have something new in the last few years in the importance. We have so-called political barriers. We have trade wars, we have import duties, we have export duties, we have a lot of taxation pressure in all the countries where we act, we have currency fluctuations, and we have big political influence into the business. Since the financial crisis 
it increased quite a lot. And last but not least, in the industry, there is the biggest change what we see. In the last one to two years, sustainability got a completely different demand and level of importance than I ever saw in more than 30 years of my career with anything what happened in both industries. And the run for efficiency, the run for productivity, the run for being always profitable no matter what happens in the market is very important. And with that, the innovation and digitalization. To be a full-service provider is a prerequisite as a premium supplier into both industries. If we then look into the markets, you see on the upper slide mining, and there we show actually the global copper consumption. It's the dark line versus the capex trend in mining. And it's clear we are in a growth cycle. And it's clear that consumption is growing too. And copper is a very good indicator. You know that the PMI and the copper um, curve is actually giving a lot of information how business goes if we then look into cement, the graph below, you see that the cement consumption is still growing, but the investments are since 2008, we can say since the financial crisis, relatively flat, which puts a lot of pressure on customers in the cement industry to get more productive, to be more agile versus that what they face in the market. So what is it what we do as F.L. Schmidt? What are we doing each day? On the left side, you see the production cost in, for copper in year by year since 2016, and above, actually, the spot price for copper over the time. Our job is it to maximize the gap between the cost and the spot price at any time, at any location, at any customer in the world for mining. On the right side, you see a world map with the cash flow, the free cash flow 2019 in cement. And the red one is negative and the dark blue one is positive. And for the ones who know a little bit cement industry, you know that, for example, China, which is dark blue one, where a lot of free cash flow is produced, has a huge overcapacity. It's a clear proof that cement is not always following that what we normally have in global business where demand and price is going yeah, in a kind of a relation. There's a lot of political influence. At the same time, you see a country like Brazil, red, which indicates people there's not a lot of business, and it's exactly vice versa, because the customers need us in such a situation to come back on a positive cash flow. And there we are. We are with them if they have a lot of money to invest, we are with them if they don't have a lot of money to invest to help them to get back on track and earning more money. That's our value proposition. That is what we do. When we then look into the competitive landscape, on the top line you have mining, and you see our exposure in the mining industry. We are early in the process with our laboratory um, equipment and analyzing. We know what we get out of the pit to make it like that. We transport, we can make in-pit crushing. We go through the whole line up to the smelting part. And as you see, this market is divided in two areas, what we call the premium and the mid-market. And the premium market in mining is very strong and has a big share. And there we see 
that actually out of latest news, we have a consolidation. So the amount of pairs in that premium segment, segment decreased. If we then look into cement, we are definitely the full line supplier and provider of services at any point in cement. No matter, like in mining, no matter what you do with us, we can calculate up and down which impact it has on the whole value chain for the customer. This is a very strong position. When we look into the peer group, same like a mining, a premium part and a mid-market part. But the mid-market part in cement is significantly bigger than in mining. And there's always the myth out that we compete with the mid-market. We don't. We act in the premium market. A lot of mid-market peers are good customers of us. The difference further is we have a lot of single equipment players, premium players, especially out of an area which is in the south of Denmark. And our advantage is no matter where we go in, we can calculate whatever we offer for the full line for the customer. And that is, as I said, a very strong position. I would like to look back to that, what we said in 2017. This is the Capital Market Day announcement 2017, where we said the structural growth in cement is in the market 3 to 4%, and we will grow 2 to 3% on top of it. We had a growth if we take the order intake from that time up to the quarter three of 8%. If we take the revenue as a growth, it's minus two. And this profit over growth strategy, where Jan will talk about it, and the importance of increasing service will explain that. If we then look into mining, we said in total 7 to 9%. If it comes to the order intake, we are actually plus 9%, so in the range. And if we take the revenue, 7%, we are in the range too. Out of that, what is our financial performance? In 2013, when we really entered into the recession, our revenue was higher than the order intake. And we had actually the low point of the order intake and revenue in 16. And the profitability had a similar trend in it, what you see as the red line. And actually the target was to go there out step by step towards the 10% to be in the range 10 to 13%. This year we messed up and we will give information. We gave information on the quarter three announcement. We will give today some more information. So in growth, Actually, we did as we wanted, selective growth. Cross-margin, we have to improve. That's an area where we have to improve. The product mix and the importance of service will come out today. Cost is fairly much under control. We have a very good cost leverage. We actually keep the cost more or less flat, no matter that we grow quite a lot. And focus on cash for us is very, very important. So out of that, we keep the 10 to 13% long-term target on the EBITDA. But we take a step in between what we say mid-term, the 10%, and we will explain today how to come there. But I can give overall a summary how we will do it. The first thing is, you see on the left side, a graph with the profitability and the volume. We will go on to grow in volume our service and in profitability. And we have big, big opportunities for that. We will do the same with products. And if it comes to projects, we will predominantly only work on the profit increase of that kind of business. Which means we will not go for 
big business if it's not profitable enough for us. How are we doing that? We have a business model which is built on being in big projects, which is built on being in process, which is built on being in all the core products as well as all the services. That's our business model. We introduced a new organization in the mid of uh, last year to be closer to our customers. And Dion will talk about that. On top of it, we have our digitalization, what we clearly see as an enabler. You will be surprised how much already today is digitalized and how we use that to be more efficient on our own as well as with the customers. And last but not least, the sustainability, what we see as the main drivers in the future for mining and cement. And that is what we call the mission zero. And we will allude to that quite a lot. When we then look into the earnings model, what we have, you see here two graphs on the right side. It actually, the upper one explains how we acted before. We designed, we manufactured, we sold, and we have aftermarket. And after a time, it fades out, and then you come again with the design, manufacture, and sell. In the future, and partly already today, this is not the model any longer. We design, we manufacture, we sell. Yes, we go in and having the aftermarket, but it's more the operational performance takeover what we do. More the troubleshooting 24-7, asset health. We are permanently with the customer. And we can do that, as you see on the left side, because we are in these three legs. No matter to which customer we go in cement and in mining, we always can propose productivity improvement at any site, no matter who delivered the site, and no matter which commodity it is. It is then, of course, to the customer, if they like to invest for that what we propose the money. But we can do that, and we do it already. If we then look into the structure, we changed last year in a structure from four divisions before into two industries and doing all the aftermarket and standard products through seven regions. This brings us closer to our customers. This covers what we call the white spots. White spot means areas, geographical areas, where we are not offering everything what we have, or customers where we are only selling one or two of the products from the whole product portfolio. Dion will go into quite a lot to explain what it really means. It brings us better and faster. It brings us local. It brings us local in the supply. It brings us local with the inventory. It brings us with the local language to understand our customers better and to help immediately. This is the possibility to offer with competence centers where the core competences can fly in and fly out, giving at any point, at any time to the customer the best service. When we then look into digitalization, digitalization is at first a cannibalization of the existing business because it means that you can use your equipment better and that you need less aftermarket, less service, because your wear and spare parts and your whole maintenance setup, if it's digitalized and if you can predict it better, you actually need less. That is what we call cannibalizing. But out of that digitalization, the ones who are doing it right, the ones who are in forefront, they will capture more business, the new business on top of it. 
because you can go in and doing that on any equipment from any supplier at any point of time and any location. You get full control and full insight into that what the customers are doing. You really partner up like a couple, like in a marriage. And that exposes you to significant more business than you could have before. That's the positive with the digitalization. If we then look into sustainability, we as F.L. Schmidt, as well as our suppliers, our impact on sustainability as a company, what we do per day is actually not a lot. If we look into our CO2 footprint, the total CO2 footprint of my company of 12,000 employees is equal to a month production of a three and a half thousand ton cement plant here in Europe. Then you know what our impact as a company on the CO2 is. But our impact on the customers is significant bigger because the customers actually own the CO2 emissions. They have it. They make the big impact. If cement as an industry, when you look into it, is actually not large compared to other industries, but it stands for 8% of the world's CO2 emissions. And we can work on it. We can help customers to get best in class in that area. So our impact is direct and indirect towards the customers. And that is what they demand from us. And today, as we said, in, or as you saw in the press announcement, we launch F.L. Schmidt Mission Zero towards zero emissions up to 2030 in cement and in mining. What does it mean? At first, we focus on four of the sustainability development goals. It is six and seven, it's 12 and 13. It's about clean water, it's about the energy, it's about responsible production, and it's about climate actions. These are the areas where we as F.L. Schmidt, with our technology and with our service, can make a real change. We will be able to offer a CO2-neutral cement plant in a few years. That is possible. We will not have all necessary technologies in-house, and we will not run for it. CO2, um, yeah, collecting and working with CO2 will be not our core, but we will offer all technologies around to make it happen. Everything what we can influence, we make CO2 neutral. And that's a statement, and we can do already a lot today. The question will be then, why doesn't it happen more? Because it makes the cement, if I take cement as an example, quite expensive. If we look into it today, if we would use all the technology, what we have and what we have to develop more, then a ton of cement can be easily 10 times more expensive because it's then a unique installation. It has to get used more, more cement uh, customers have to use it, then it gets automatically relative cheaper, which means it's a huge business potential what we have in front of us. And don't believe that only cement is a big CO2 emitter. You have it actually in copper, you have it in iron ore, you have it in all things what mining is doing, not only on water, on CO2 too. So, when we look into the potential, what we have, yes, there is a premium market, yes, there is a mid-market, but with digitalization, with sustainability, the premium market gets extended quite significantly. 
and that is good for us. We have today already quite a lot to offer, and we will go into that. My colleagues will show you a lot. And we will have a bigger market size than we maybe believed a few years ago. And that's good. So today, again, it's actually a journey from a yeah, 140 years old coming from here. Engineering company in cement into the leading one in sustainability in cement and in mining. 